Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday as we welcome you into the Lombardi line presented, as always, by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi, who's out on the East Coast in Jersey. Stormy Bonantoni with you live at our VEASAN studio at Circa Resort and Casino. And Michael, thank goodness we have the uh, U.S. Open today because with the NHL and NBA behind us, it is getting to be silly season in the offseason here. Yeah, well, we got the NBA draft to look forward to, so that's always going to be encouraging, right? We got that. That'll last a little bit. And we got NBA free agency, which I think will be fascinating to see all these moving pieces. You know, we know Bradley Beal may be up, uh, Damon Lillard. So there's going to be a lot of that conversation. But, you know, four weeks from now, we're going to have training camp, and yeah. that's going to be a lot better than anything that we're going to talk about moving forward. So, look, I, I apologize for being off yesterday. I want to congratulate Aww. you for A, going to the game, B, for bringing home a resounding victory and uh, cashing your ticket for the Conn Smythe Trophy winner. So the world has really been good to Stormy. I mean, you've dominated the basketball. You've dominated the hockey. I mean, I don't know how Derek Stevens is letting you in that building. You're so lucky right now. Get out of here. No, but thank you, especially as somebody who is you know, born and raised here in the city of Las Vegas. I used to be the team reporter for the Vegas Golden Knights. So to see them win it on home ice at T-Mobile Arena, to be there, that was the first time that I've ever been in person to see a Stanley Cup postgame ceremony. And all of the, just the fanfare that goes along with that was so much fun. And I know so many of those guys personally. I was screaming at the top of my lungs for the equipment and training staff and It was a blast, and they're going to have an awesome parade here this weekend, which, I mean, the party, by the way, has just been going on for a full 48 hours. Where where will they have the parade? They can't. I mean, when I was out there, the strip was kind of broken. It was kind of under repair. So where will they have the parade? Oh, yes. It's it's mayhem. It's still going to go down Las Vegas Boulevard. They're going to go by the Bellagio and all the big marquee hotels. I, From what I understand, they're going to hop off for a little bit down at Toshiba Plaza in front of T-Mobile Arena and do a little fan rally there as well. It's, it's going to be awesome. But yes, chaos. So if anybody is local and you're trying to go to the parade, get down there as early as possible. It's supposed, the procession is supposed to begin at 7 p.m. Pacific time 
So get there as early as you can so that you're not caught up in all of the construction. And it's uh, that's what I did even when I went to the game, Michael. I got down there super, super early just to make sure that I could park comfortably where I needed to at New York, New York and all of that stuff. But it's been awesome. Super, super excited. And yes, cash in the tickets, of course, as well. We got that Moneyline parlay for both of the game fives with the Nuggets and Golden Knights. And congrats to Jonathan Marshall on that Con Smythe trophy. As far as the U.S. Open goes today, Michael, I know you love golf. You're paying attention yes. to all of this stuff. Um, first time the Los Angeles Country Club has hosted a major championship. Teed off um, a couple hours ago. A couple of the big names are out there as well. Um, Xander Shoffley and John Rahm teed off just a little bit ago. Still, I mean, very, very early defending champion Matthew Fitzpatrick. is going to tee off in about an hour and a half. So any expectations that you have for the event, though, that begins today? Well, you know, I mean, just reading Wes Reynolds stuff, I'm reading and listening yeah. to people. This seems like it's going to be a very challenging course. I mean, they're, they're, depending on where they put some tees, we could have a par three that's 100 yards. We could also have a par three that's 300 yards. So I'm not familiar with this course. This hasn't been in the U.S. Open rotations. You know, if it was Pebble or if it was, you know, another course, Pinehurst, that we know, it's hard to understand what to expect. And I think this first round will give you a better indication. Look, it's hard not to bet Scotty Scheffler. He's playing so well. Rom didn't play well in the PGA, but maybe he'll bounce back. We know how hard the PGA was. And then Rory, where are we going to be with him? You know, and all this live conversation. And then we know this. Brooke Kapka is playing at the highest level. He just won the PGA. He's been very good in this tournament. Yep. Uh, the last repeat champ, in fact, 2017 and 18, won the PGA Championship, as you referenced last month. He was around 11 to 1 coming into this one. Scheffler was your favorite at six to one. He's the world number one right now. John Rahm was nine to one entering today. He won two years ago at Torrey Pines, of course, this year's Masters champion. But I like what you said about Rory McIlroy and him. You know, he called himself the sacrificial lamb for everything that's happened with that partnership between the PGA DP World Tour and Live. And so, how much of that is still playing mind games with him, having to take questions about it at press conferences? All really interesting. This course. We talk about the lack of course history and it not being in this rotation. Um, no water at all on this course, but everybody watching the U.S. Open this week is going to learn a new word. Barrancas are what you have to be aware of here. So that's the new vocab term here. The New York Times article I was reading this morning described it as a narrow, winding, steep-walled gully or river gorge typically found in Southern California landscapes. So that checks out. But the purpose is for essentially like drainage on the course. Use it in a sentence, you ask. Well, Colin Morikawa did. He said the barranca down below where the bunker is is very bad. <laughs> We're talking about the short par four six this week. So that's going to be the biggest challenge. That and the Bermuda rough here uh, par 70, 7,400, 24-yard course, but you mentioned the pins as well. So depending on where some of those are placed, it's going to be a little different. And um, yeah. also, guess what membership initiation costs at the LA Country Club, Michael? Take a gander. I think, Stormy, it's one of those clubs where if you have to ask what it costs, you can't afford it. You are correct. You know, I, I, am in I that think that's probably camp. what this is. I think snooty, snobby, you know, I mean, this isn't, uh, you know, I, I think this is the Caddyshack wasn't probably filmed here, but <laughs> I do think that it, it's going to be um, rather expensive. Go ahead. Let me know. Initiation fee between 350 and 500K. And then don't, Why not? but don't worry, you get a discount on the annual fee between 20 and $30,000 a year. So get a discount there. Yeah. I, 
it's cost you half a million to join the club and it cost you 35,000 30,000 a year. I mean, why not, you know? Why not sign up for three or four? I mean, this isn't Bushwood. What right? a life. What a life. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cash, though, the biggest liabilities at BetMGM for the U.S. Open this week, Phil Mickelson, Max Homa, Brooks Kepka, and Jordan Spieth. Phil Mickelson, plus 130 to make the cut, was the most bet prop at BetMGM. Wow. 90% yeah. of bets on Phil to make the cut. I, I never know with Phil. I, I can never really predict his game, you know, where, how it's going to go. That putter is always kind of has been a little bit left him. You know, I mean, think about it. Just was it two years ago he won in, uh, you know, Island of the Palm back there in in, uh, in Charleston. He won that tournament, the championship. I think it was the PGA he won that there the last time he won. So it's hard for me to kind of see how he's going to pull this off. He plays well at Augusta. But sometimes he doesn't always play well at this U.S. Open. Yep, we'll keep an eye on things. If anything interesting happens throughout the course of the next two hours, we'll be with you up until around 2 o'clock Eastern. So if anything interesting happens, we'll be sure to let you know. But just day one of the U.S. Open down there in Los Angeles. Um, we talk about it being silly season, Michael. The countdown to football is officially on, and I mean that literally, literally because 72 days until the college football regular season starts, 84 days until that first game in the NFL. And with that... We actually do have a little bit of drama going on in the league right now. The Stefan Diggs saga continues. Bill Starr, wide receivers, back at practice yesterday after missing Tuesday's session to open mandatory minicamp. Head coach Sean McDermott expressed great concern earlier this week about him missing day one, but he backpedaled it Wednesday. Take a listen. Let me be clear. Steph did everything that, we, that he was asked to do. He was here Monday and executed his physical on time. Steph reported yesterday, Tuesday, and uh, reported for meetings, at which time um, we had a good conversation, um, great communication, and we got to a point yesterday where I just we just felt like we all needed a break and some space. And so I gave Steph permission uh, to get some space and 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 uh, and head out, and uh, and then picked up those conversations after practice. Um, so let me make it clear, it was, it was not Steph leaving unexcused, he was excused by me. Um, and so those conversations uh, have got us to, a, to what I think and believe is a great spot. So he considers the matter resolved as well. That was one of the follow-up questions, Michael. But I mean, something doesn't smell right, and this is clearly very yeah. inconsistent with what he was saying I earlier. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes. I mean, he's the one who said that we're, he's missing, and all of a sudden he's yeah. complied. I, I don't under – that building isn't that big in Buffalo. I mean, it's not like the Pentagon or, you know, somewhere where you can lose somebody in the building. I mean, come on. How hard is it? He's one of your best players. You need him to be a good player. There's a lot going on in Buffalo, Stormy. I, I think, to me – you know, this Leslie Frazier situation has kind of gotten pushed under the carpet when it's really a bigger story than it was. I mean, McDermott wants to take wanted to take over play calling. And because he wanted to take over the play calling, you know, Leslie Frazier, when he went there, was the play caller. So you can't, you know, and Frazier's like, look, that's not the deal we had. That's not the deal we had. So if you want to take over the play calling, I'm out, but you're paying me. Like, I'm not going to sit here and make money and watch you call the defense if I'm not. So I think there's a lot going on. I don't know if they've recovered from 13 seconds. It's interesting. I just don't know if they've recovered okay. from it. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. I'm, I'm surprised that Sean McDermott, though, if you are having these issues behind the scenes, would stoke the fire and get behind a mic 
that first day and say that he's very concerned and make it a question, make it a topic that otherwise wouldn't have been one. Yeah, I don't know what was he trying – like, ever, I say this to any coach or anyone. When you get in front of that microphone, especially my son who's the offense coordinator of the Raiders, you have a message to deliver to your players and to the owner. I mean, that's really what you're trying to do. You got you, That's who you're communicating with. So you have to be very tactful and precise in the messaging that you want to bring to the table. And McDermott, you know, I'm concerned. Concerned about what? The kid's in the building. <laughs> you know, like that, I, I can't get, you know, and initially I thought it was contract, but as you said, they redid his contract. And so that was 22. So, but I still thought it was contract, but then his average per year is kind of in the realm, not Tyreek realm, but it's in the same realm. So uh, what could it be? Usage, design of the offense. Is he upset with Ken Dorsey? Th this is a guess for me. And I still have some more questions for you. So let's pick this conversation back up when we return from a quick timeout here. Other news and notes as well. We have an update on DeAndre Hopkins, who's out there in Foxborough meeting with the New England Patriots and more. So stick with us right here. Just getting started on the Lombardi line. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is 
the Lombardi line as we welcome you back on a Thursday morning. And we left off a little bit ago, Michael, talking about the Stefan Diggs situation out there in Buffalo right now. He missed day one of mandatory mini camp. It was an excused absence, according to head coach Sean McDermott yesterday, who said both sides just needed a little bit of space, but got back on the field at practice yesterday as well. We were talking about the contract specifically, and he did just last year sign a four-year $96 million extension with $70 million guaranteed, which places him third in terms of guaranteed money for his position behind only Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill. So it seems like for as much as we would like to think that it's something about money, it really appears like it's just a relationship-based issue inside the building. And unfortunately, we've heard from McDermott, we've heard from Josh Allen, all we've heard from Stefan Diggs is cryptic Instagram stories and tweets and nothing firm from him. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what it's hard. You know, I mean, obviously, it, it's hard to put things together because we're just guessing. No one really knows for certain. But there does seem to be a disconnect within that building in terms of, you know, the the energy that they had last year coming off the 13 seconds, even though mm -hmm. they went out to Los Angeles, they dominated the game. They turned the ball over four times. They had that energy. There was a lot there was a lot of confidence. But the second half of the season, they seem to have lost that. I mean, look, they were fortunate to beat Miami in that playoff game. Let's be clear here. I mean, Miami with the with their backup quarterback, uh, Skylar Thompson. It was they struggled, even though he was struggling. They struggled to beat them, and eventually did. And then Cincinnati just whooped them. So. This has not been kind of going in the direction you would think a team that's going to compete for. And then the book. I mean, look, let's face it, Stormy. You know, not that the book knows everything, but they're, what their win total is a 10 and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their win total is 10 and a half. You mentioned them always being a contender for a Super Bowl. Third shortest shot on the odds board sitting at 9 to 1. It's a team that has high expectations going into this year. And for the wide receiver position specifically, Diggs last year, 108 catches. That's 60 more receptions than their second best wide receiver in Gabe Davis. 1,429 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's somebody that they need to have on the good side, right? Like you need him yep. to perform. You need him and Josh Allen to have a good relationship if that's if that's part of it for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I have a hard time thinking. I don't think it's usually about the players. I think it's more about the the how are we going to be used? How What's mm -hmm. the offense? Are they changing the offense? What are they doing? I, I think it, 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 you know, to me, it's about that. You know, it, it has to be something on my usage and my ability to shine within the framework of the team. So, you know, look, one thing we do know is receivers are a little temperamental. It takes a lot to handle them. you got to be able to be honest and correct and show them that you're going to get them the ball. I, I don't know. I thought their offense took a step backwards when Dayball left and Dorsey took over. They were not the same team, and they had no real physicality to them. We talked about this on the podcast today. you got to be physical, and if you're going to be able to play in Buffalo, you've got to be able to be a physical team offensive and defensive lines, and the Bills last year at the end of the season weren't. Yep, so whether it's it's usage itself or just getting the ball in critical moments, we'll see if they can fix whatever that issue may be. The bad news is they have a problem. The good news is that problem is June 15th, and so there's plenty of runway still to figure it out. Um, speaking of runway, somebody took a flight all the way out there to Foxborough and is in New England visiting the Patriots. Our guy DeAndre Hopkins as his free agency tour continues. According to Jeff Howe of The Athletic, Michael, there's, quote, optimism the two sides can find a way to make an agreement. I know there are hurdles. He clarifies this as well. We still don't know about what the cost is going to be, yeah. although the Patriots do have leeway there. But you've talked about it on the show with me just earlier this week. There's the age factor. There's the practice factor. But it appears, at least according to reports, that there's no animosity between he and Bill O'Brien like some people had thought. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's on the surface level. I, I, to me, I find this one hard to think that New England would go forward because, A, he doesn't practice. How does he make their team better? How does he fit within the framework of their team? All those things. He's still looking for, and this has been confirmed to me, he's still looking for the Odell Beckham contract at $15 million. And I don't think Hopkins is one of these players who's going to say, no one's given me $15 million today, so I'll just sign for the best deal. I think, you know, now that training camps, so now that mini camps and OTA days are over, why would you sign now? Why not wait until July when the camps start or someone gets hurt or maybe there is a sense of desperation? I don't see this working out in in New England, could it work out of Tennessee? Look, Tennessee went full throttle on them. I mean, they tried to recruit them. They did all the they did the recruiting mechanism. That other than they flew them on a Southwest flight to Nashville, which didn't go over very well. But other than that, it was a wonderful visit. They obviously won them, and I would think they'll have they will be the team with the most money on the table. Yeah, uh, Southwest isn't exactly. Having the no, best you, headlines these days, are they? Yeah, you're not telling somebody you love them by flying them Southwest. <laughs> now, maybe, maybe that's the only way to get to that. I, I don't know. I'm not. I love Southwest. It's a great airline. Yada yada yada. However, if you're on this level that you're trying to impress someone, Stormy, yes. you know, I don't think you're going on your honeymoon on Southwest. Just, just saying. Just saying. But no, it makes makes sense what you're saying too about the thought process of there's no rush and it doesn't need to happen right now. Wait until there is a little bit more desperation if you're trying to get a certain dollar figure or at least close to it. The thing that did make sense to me, at least from the Patriots perspective, was that like if you have a quarterback in Mac Jones, who's third year, third offensive coordinator now, obviously we saw the potential that he showed in his rookie season and trying to build him to gain a little bit of confidence back. Who better than somebody whose hands are some of the most elite and reliable in the league? And so maybe that's something that could really help your young quarterback along. Right. And, and I think on on, the, on paper that looks correct. However, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster to play in the slot, right? They also signed Gusecki, Mike Gusecki, who's really not a tight end. He's more of an inside slot big receiver. So if they sign Hopkins, they have two guys that they want to play inside, and Gusecki's had a very good camp this offseason. So, and then they've got Hunter Henry also as a tight end. So how does it fit? He's got to play outside. Does he fit outside? You know, I don't think at this point in his career he's a true outside receiver in the sense that you worry about him. No one's rolling the coverage to Hopkins because of his speed. They're gonna they're worried about him winning jump balls, no question. And he's got great eye hand coordination. But in terms of coverages and how to play him, if he's on the outside, he's kind of helping the defense out there, not hurting the defense. Win total for the New England Patriots this year, sitting at seven and a half. And we've talked about them being maybe a little bit of a sneaky team this year. The offense is the question mark, but trying to get that back on track with Bill O'Brien. And defensively, they could be a top seven, eight group this year. They were third in the league in defensive efficiency a year ago. Rumor has it, Michael, in addition to the free agency tour for DeAndre Hopkins, you have some news on the other big free agent in the market right now offensively, Dalvin Cook. What do you have for us? I love when you turn into Adele. Rumor has it. I love that. You know, that's awesome. You know, that's so good, Stormy. Uh you know, I'm sure you probably went and saw her uh, there in Las Rumor Vegas there it. too. I wish. I wish. Uh, uh, Millie did. Of course, Millie and my daughter-in-law, Michelle, did, but I, I wasn't invited Ooh. to that one. Anyway, uh, Dalvin Cook is is obviously a very talented player, and he's still in the prime of his career at 27. He wants $9 million or more a year, and I and his agent's telling people he thinks he has it out there. So 
Because of that, I don't think he's in any rush to sign. Do I think Miami pays $9 million a year? I don't. You know, I think actually for New England, Dalvin Cook's a better fit than Hopkins because with Stevenson in the backfield and you have Cook, you could still have them on the field at the same time. Cook can play in the slot and can some do some things. And also, if Stevenson's not in the game, you have another really good runner. Steve, you know, Cook could be the James White, if you will, of the offense. So, you know, he's going to want this deal, and he's in no rush to sign a deal. I think this is about him getting the respect. Look, Aaron Jones reduced his contract down to $11 million. Cook is in that category. $9 million doesn't seem unreasonable for this player at running back, considering the fact that he can impact the passing game. Michael, is there an advantage one way or another having a, a number out there? Like Dalvin Cook's people have said this is what he's looking for, whereas Clutch yeah. Sports and Hopkins have not. Well, I mean, Hopkins has, though. Like I mean, we, he's we, making we no bones. We he know wants Beckham's deal. Yeah, we, we know in our heads, but it just hasn't been outwardly put out there, I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, him. I mean, you know, I think that's what he's privately telling teams. I, look, it's honesty, right? You know, typically you don't bring a player to your facility or the agent doesn't want to have a player travel unless there's some framework of a deal in place. Look, mm -hmm. it's going to take this to get him. Are you guys in? Okay, you know. We got to give him a physical first. We got to talk to him first. Okay, all that. You know, with Hopkins, he doesn't practice, Stormy. Yeah. So that's a problem. You know, and players that have played with him have mentioned that he's not the hardest worker all the time in terms of dedication. Now he's talented and he plays well, but it's hard to get him to to play it to to meet the standard of everyone else on the team. It becomes a little bit of an issue. And it doesn't help the availability hasn't been there the last two seasons between injuries and the PED suspension last year. So a lot to take into account in addition to his age and everything else that you already said there. We're going to take a quick step aside, but when we come back, continue the theme we have had over the last week, burning questions for a lot of these teams um, as they approach the end of minicamp. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN expert leaderboard as well. We've got betting records, profit, and ROI so you can see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For all VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now, just $9.99. Head to vsin.com slash subscribe to join the party. And you can also find picks from our next guest. Joining the Lombardi line, Will Hill, VSIN contributor at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Welcome in, Will. How are you today? I'm not as good anymore. I just found out you don't get a ring for your VKG <laughs> victory. I, I want to congratulate you on your team winning, but... I mean, come on. We Lombardi should be able to pull some strings. We should be able to get you a ring. You deserve Let's it. You were there go. from the floor. Let's get Stormy a ring. I, I mean, when you read the history of the Vegas Knights, which I have done over the last couple of days, uh, everything was built on that expansion draft, and Stormy yes. was in the room for that. So you got to give her some credit. I mean, if you're going to win now, you got to honor the people in the right. past. I agree, Will. You guys are very right. Sweet. When the Lakers won a couple of years ago in the bubble, I got a ring. So Stormy should get a ring. Yeah, of course. But you, but you deserved it. I mean, you built that team. Right. I mean, you know, we understand that. Too. Hey, I got to be there in the building. That's all that matters, okay? I got to see everything. Lifelong dream for me to actually have a team that won something. I had the 49ers, but I was two years old, so I don't think that really counts in terms of my lifetime and something that I can remember. So I have Let something to remember. Let me ask you, did, 
Yeah, let me ask you, though. Did it take anything away from it that it was just such a blowout? Did you enjoy that it was a blowout? Because it was sort of anticlimactic. Like, so, you know, in boxing, when somebody uh, gets knocked out, they don't just uh, drag them around the ring for the next two only hours. Only a fan could ask that question. Only a fan could ask that question. So, like, hey, Stormy, I'm going to take this over, right? Like, <laughs> no, that's the greatest right. feeling to have, to be able to sit there and enjoy the game yeah. without having your wits end. Like, I know you want it for entertainment, but like we played Tennessee in a championship game when I was in Oakland and we were blowing them out. There was nothing better than the second half of that game. Just that knowing game. you won the game, like you they just played. enjoying it. Yeah. But when you're on pins that. and needles, I mean, like the, we when we beat the Colts to go to the champ to Super Bowl, that was like the great. We had them blown out, even though they blamed us for for inflating the balls and we had a better <laughs> second half than a first half. But we won't go there. No, but that's that's exactly it, though. You're dead on, Michael, because I understand for a casual fan, if you're watching the game, you're like, okay, it's not competitive. This isn't particularly fun. Being in that building, every single goal. It got louder and louder, and we're jumping and screaming and having the most fun. And and to Michael's point, never in doubt, right? Once you get to a certain point that you're just feeling confident, you know it's fun. The floodgates have opened. And I, I did tell, by the way, so my significant other, Chris, was sitting with me at this. We're getting married in like a month and a half. And I told him, now you are cemented in my lifelong memory. Divorce, it was already off the table, but now it's really off the table. Like, this is my <laughs> lifelong championship. You can't mess this up for me. Anyways, Will, it is also this week's edition of now it's the off season and we have betting desperation. I hear you have a very off the wall play for us today. Oh, it's not off the wall for me. I love the CFL. I did. Uh, I took Calgary here. The, the line is moved, but I, I think that's a, a justified movement here. Calgary you could still get him. I think minus six. Um, Ottawa's got a good team, but their quarterback Masoli's out. Their their backup Arbuckle is just not a good player. They could not move the ball last week against Montreal. So uh, Calgary here minus six. Uh, Ottawa, if you're looking for futures for CFL, if you want a little action after they probably lose tonight, maybe get some good prices. But I am going to lay the six here in the CFL uh, with Calgary. I can't what, judge what anybody. Do you like I about was the Calgary Stampeders. What do you like? What 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 appeals to you about their team? It's more just it's more just the fate of Ottawa. I, I watched a little bit of the game last week, and Arbuckle just uh, was not impressive. I, I faded uh, I, I faded them last week, and I'm just going to fade them again this week. So that that's more of it. I just don't think Arbuckle is uh, you know, up to snuff. And Masoli's a good player. If people remember him from Oregon, like boy, it's got to be 10, 12 years ago now because I think he's in his 30s. Time really uh, time really flies, but I just think it's it's really just fading the quarterback here. I was just going to say, well, I can't judge anybody. I bet 12 straight weeks of the XFL, so who am I to say yeah. anything about <laughs> off-season desperation here? Let's go to the NFL, though, because the New Orleans Saints in the NFC South are the favorites there, but with their win total sitting at 9.5, you actually think there's a play to the under. How come you're not believing in them in – arguably the last year, I mean, not arguably last year, but going into this year, the least competitive division in football right now. Yeah, I know Lombardi. I know you do your power rankings. I don't think you do them until the season starts and you get all your numbers organized, but if you're doing, uh, if you're doing power rankings, uh, just all the NFL teams, one through 32, you can't put new Orleans. I don't think in the top half there's somewhere, I don't know, 18, 19. And to me, this is just a common sense play. If you're the 18th, 19th best team in the league, I can't bet you to get to 10 wins. I don't care how soft your schedule is. I don't care how bad your division is to me, the saints is like the 18th, 19th best team in the league just are not a 10 win team. So it takes a lot. It's hard to win 10 games. In the NFL. I mean, you know, that Lombardi, you got to be a good team to win the NFL to win 10 in the NFL. It doesn't mean they can't do it. doesn't mean it won't happen. But to me, uh, this nine, this line's just a little too, a little too high here. I will go under nine and a half here on the Saints just because, uh, you to know, me, the one still, thing about the know, AFC, the, yeah. 
the NFC South, th those teams, even when New Orleans was good, they had a hard time winning in Atlanta. Even when New Orleans right. was good, it wasn't easy to beat Carolina or Tampa. So, you know, if you're going to win 10 games in the NFL, you got to win your division, right? You got to win that. That starts there. You got to basically go undefeated there. You know, now for the Jets, since Salah's only won two games in two years, I mean, he's got that lick. So don't worry about that. The Jets will do that easily. Yeah, that's my next play here. I don't know if you wanted to team me up here, but I, I do like the Jets plus 270, and I do not like the coach, so I don't like you – know, I'm sort of breaking my rules here. I don't like to bet on a, a coach I don't like. But to me, I think there's a couple things at play here with the Jets. I think they've been so bad for so long that they become a punchline, a laughing stock. It's easy to take shots at them. They're, they are sort of a punchline here. And the other thing is people don't like Rodgers, whether it's he's a diva, you know, the stuff, will I retire, will I not retire? Probably there's some stuff with the vaccine there. People just don't like Rodgers, and people like to mock the Jets. So there's this idea that, oh, this is going to fall flat on its face. It's not going to work. I don't buy it. I think this is a good roster. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, this team was 7-4 and four last year. They were about to be 8-4. and four. Berrios drops a ball against Minnesota in the end zone. They would have been 8-4, and four, and they did that with really bottom five, bottom three quarterback playing in the league. Mike White was hurt. Zach Wilson was healthy. Neither of those things helped them win games. Uh, I think they were five and two when they scored more than one touchdown on offense. To me, this is just a good roster up and down. They had a good draft last year. I think Rodgers, look, it's not 2011 peak Rodgers, but it's still a guy that won two out of the last three MVPs. It's still way better than they've had at the position in a long time. I think he'll be, uh, you know, reinvigorated a little bit. I think the fan base is going to be into this team. Uh, to me, at plus 270. And I mentioned the other day, I didn't really like the Bills. They all sorts of issues, um, I think. So, uh, to me, I'm going to take plus 270. I like the Jets here. I think it's going to work. VEASAN contributor and betting analyst Will Hill joining us on the Lombardi line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And he said he's had the time of his life, right? Aaron Rodgers loving everything out there, making the transition to New York. Uh, another team that has been talked about in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins as well. The will he, won't he be usable for the entire season to Otunga Bailoa dealing with the concussions and different issues that he has had uh, with some of these passing props becoming available at various sports books. When you see his number to Otunga Bailoa, 3,950 passing yards. Do you have a feel of, is he going to be healthy and play all season and have a great year with Tyreek Hill? Or is it going to go on the back end of that? I am going to vote. No, I will take what is no for 200 Alex. I mean, <laughs> what would you be? If you're thinking he's going to play, even forget 17 games, 15, 16, like what are you basing that on? He's never healthy. You go back to college with the hip, uh, you know, wrist, ankle, high school, he had injuries. He's just never healthy. Now you're going to throw in the concussions where uh, there's real concern where he might be one hit away from shutting it down for the year, shutting it down for his career. Um, I don't know how you play the over here to me. I don't know how you trust him if you're Miami to play more than 14, 15 games. I like the under. I just think, look, you'll do pretty well if you just bet unders with all these props. If they get hurt, you win. If they get benched, you win. There's just a lot of ways to win these unders. So to me, uh, it's not an accident that he hasn't stayed healthy. I mean, there's a size, speed, strength element where he can't really avoid the rush. He can't. He's not athletic enough to get away from it. He's not strong enough to absorb it. I don't think it's an accident that he's gotten hurt here. So under, big bet on the under. Feel confident here. He will not get the basically 4,000 passing yards. You know, for all the moves Miami's made in the offseason, they really didn't address their one weak link, which was their offensive line. And Armstead, their left tackle, is a good player when he plays. But when he plays isn't all the time or 17 games, even when he was in New Orleans. Austin Jackson at right tackle. I mean, look, they've got skill. There's no question. But can they protect? And will they run the football to protect their quarterback? They finished 31st in the league in rushing attempts last year, even though McDaniels got the job for his rushing design acumen. 
it's funny because when Kittle was on a podcast the other day, he was mentioning how Kyle does all the run games. So a lot of this is perception, but I agree. It's hard to predict he's going to stay healthy. Will, um, awesome stuff, as always. Really appreciate you taking the time today, buddy. Of course. Thanks, Thanks for having me. See you. Appreciate it. And see, the only thing, and I agree, and that is totally the way that I would play it, too, if I had to make a bet on Tua Tungavailoa. I'm just a little bit jaded because last year I was on the fade Christian McCaffrey train because of all of his injury issues, and he just soared over all of his numbers, Michael. Yeah, but, but I mean, McCaffrey got benefited. You benefited by the trade, too. True. So he got to another. Had, had he stayed, do you think if he'd have stayed in Carolina, you would have won that? You would have, you would have won that bet. Probably. You know what? The trade really impacted him because he got to a better team with a quarterback that could actually get him the ball. When he was in Carolina, you know, I mean, they were it was hard for him. They were doing everything they could. Yeah, I was like excited to fade his props in the preseason and that tune turned pretty quickly there early in the season with the trade to San Francisco. We've got to step aside here though, Michael, back to burning questions as mandatory mini camps start to wrap here in the NFL next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to 25 bucks. Only BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and up only to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. 
Mini camp in the NFL is rolling on. A lot of them closing up shop later on today, Michael. But that doesn't mean that I don't still have burning questions for you as we make our way through each of these teams. Let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. In your mind, do you expect that the Jags will be able to make the leap from good to great year two here under Doug Peterson? You know, I, I think it, it's a really fair question because, and it's not a knock on them. It's it's about understanding how to get to the next level and the adversity that you must fight through. And I do think it's going to be a challenge because I think everybody on the outside is saying it's going to be so easy for you. They're going to win the South. It's no big deal. And everybody's going to take a mother. May I step forward? And it could happen except it's a lot harder than you think it is because everybody's taking you more seriously. Everybody has studied you in the off season. Everybody has a level of expectation when they go against the players. So, you know, I think them going their over total at nine and a half, I think is a little high. I wouldn't do it. I, I like their team. I don't love their defense. There's certain elements of their team. I think they're a draft away from being a consistently good team. You know, and so I, I think it goes back to what Michael Malone said about most teams. You've got to get, you know, you go from bad to good fight through adversity, you know, the confidence, and then all of a sudden you can become a champion. There's just steps you have to take. And these are steps that are growing pains in the way the NFL schedule works. It makes it harder for you when you're a playoff team of the year. That's why seven of the, uh, most of the time, six of the 12 and now seven of the 14 playoff teams rarely come back. As it pertains to that AFC South division, is there a team you think has the build to overtake them this year? Rough division on paper outside of Jacksonville. Yeah, that that's a fair. That's another good question, Stormy. I, I, you know, look Tennessee. I have such great respect for for Vrabel mm -hmm. and his ability to coach the entire game and keep people in line. So I think they could challenge because remember last year with Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. You know, they're they're playing that playoff type game. And they have a chance to win that game. Jacksonville didn't dominate them in that game at all. And so I think to me, you have to look at them. The Colts will be a better team just because of the new environment, new everything kind of new down there, you know, without without all the kind of the quarterbacking with Matt Ryan. So I, I think that, that'll improve. Houston's the unknown. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's came out the other day at minicap, said that we have an open competition. Okay, great. But you know Stroud's going to start. If Stroud can't beat out Davis Mills, something's wrong. Yeah. Okay, great. But if it's not if, if it's not C.J. Stroud, what are we doing here, considering you just drafted yeah. him number two overall in the NFL draft and have high expectations for your future with this kid? And then we gave up everything to get him. Yeah. I mean, we, we basically cashed out our, our, uh, our, our Deshaun Watson pool just to move up. So, yeah, I, I think that's the case. Do I think he can make them a better team? That remains to be seen. We talked with our guy, Will Hill, about the New Orleans Saints. He thinks it's going to be a, a under nine and a half win total type of a season for them. My question to you, though, is how will Derek Carr respond this year after being cut by the Raiders? He's a guy that's coming into this spot with a chip on his shoulder, wants to prove a lot of people wrong. He's certainly the most proven quarterback in the NFC South going into this season. So how do you think he'll respond this year in New Orleans? 
Well, I think what we're seeing a little bit by bringing Gruden in is we're seeing that Carr didn't really feel comfortable in the Josh McDaniels offense because he did not play well last year. Turned the ball over way too much, made bad decisions, was not accurate with the football. He did not play at the level we've seen him play before, and he had really good skill play. I mean, he had Devontae Adams around him. Missed some really th some good throws that could have helped them win games. And if he does that this year within Pete Carmichael's system, then it's going to be a problem. Like I think once Carr accepts that it wasn't it wasn't McDaniel's why he didn't play. He just didn't play good last year. Everybody has a thousand excuses why it happens. But when you study the tape, there's guys open. I mean, I go back to the Pittsburgh game. He's got Devontae Adams wide open. He throws the ball out of bounds. I mean, that was the number one read. So I think part of this, too, is he's got to ingratiate himself to his teammates, show that he's tough, show that he's willing to do whatever it takes to win and be comfortable in the pocket, right? This is one of the things about Carr going back to Fresno State. He was never one of those guys where you walked off the tape, watched the tape, say, man, that guy's endearing to his teammates. You know, he's not that style of player. He's got a great arm. And he's got a great release, and he does things. The other problem is when the play breaks down, he doesn't make anything happen after the play. So I think he's got a lot to prove down there. I understand that. I think a, a couple of things that do at least give me some sense of optimism for the Saints is that like they could have really torn it all down this year, right? Like you're a year removed from Sean Payton. You're two years removed from Drew Brees. You could have just had other guys sent packing and do a full rebuild mode, but they brought everybody back. They still have a good defense, which Derek Carr largely hasn't had in his career. Um, it's, you know, it's tough to win games when you have to score 28, 30 points per game. So maybe, maybe there are some things that'll work in his favor if he can get that system figured out. Um, let's keep it rolling here. Let's go to the team that won the Super Bowl a year ago, the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Um, but before we go to the Chiefs, okay. I want to ask you, do you, will you bet the over with Derek? Car and Tim wins? No, I'm just saying. I understand right, that they I are. Th I want it on the table. I, I want it on the table that you're not going to do that. I, I think that's not. important. I am not. I know you're very nice, and I know you're rooting for everybody, but I wanted, I wanted to see where you were going with that because, yeah. you know, history says that typically he's never been this kind of guy. I understand he hasn't had a great defense, but there's plays on tape that he could make that he just doesn't make at times. Yeah, I just I think that he's in a better situation, and I understand more so why the win total is what it is. I understand why they're favorites in the division right now. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and win it, um, but like I I I'm just more so giving the reasoning as to I think that there's opportunity for him to have success, and that New Orleans certainly believes in him that they'll they'll be capable of doing that. I'm still not sure how I feel about Dennis Allen as a coach in general, too. So there's there's yeah, a lot of question marks. Point. So yeah, I think that's a great point. As as for the Chiefs, though, like I said, they're fresh off another Super Bowl win in the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid era, but the AFC West is looking to be on the up and up this year. The Denver Broncos should be improved with Sean Payton. You imagine that the Chargers and Justin Herbert can take that step. They came to an agreement, so Austin Eckler is going to be out there playing and happier, at least for the time being. Can Kansas City keep its stranglehold on the division this year, though? You know, I, I, I think they can. And it's interesting. You just brought Justin Herbert up, and they asked him, if he was going to have a hold in because of his contract. And he didn't say no. He just said, you know, we'll see. That That's a little scary there, right? I mean, if you're not if you're not going to take care of Herbert and give him a – I mean, what are we doing? Mm. What are we doing? I don't understand that one. That That's a little – I'm a little skeptical of that one. And I'm a skeptical of their coach. I'm skeptical of how their offense doesn't play with any power. 
So I, I don't see them as the real threat. I think Denver actually might be more of a real threat against them than, than the, the Chargers, only because I think Peyton will dress that offense up and their defense is good. And I think the Raiders will be better with Garoppolo at quarterback and their defense has gotten better. So I do think that, that there'll be a challenge, but I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that, uh, that, uh, you know, Kansas City is going to be able to control this. Yeah, and they have been for years in that division. Squeeze one more in here, last 90 seconds. Minnesota Vikings, we know you've got all-time lucky season they had with the amount of close games they came out on top of last year. How do they follow up a season like that, and then can the luck train continue for Minnesota? You know, I don't think Minnesota's worried about the luck train. They got to deal with Kirk Cousins next year. He's not under contract. He'll carry a debt. I think the moves they're making for this year's team is really about getting their cap back in alignment. And if they win nine games, is that going to be really what they want to do? I don't know because they know they need to get a quarterback. Do they want to go back and keep going to the cash register called Kirk Cousins? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. They tried to trade him in the offseason. Nobody but bid on it. I mean, they wouldn't let him go. They'll let Daniel Hunter go if it comes with the right compensation. I think this is they're in a remodel. I think they're in a remodel. And I think ultimately that remodel is going to lead to a lot more changes than we're seeing, which is going to lead to a team that isn't very good right now. Yeah, Dalvin Cook released. You mentioned potentially moving on from Daniel Hunter as well. Um, Darius Smith already out the door. So... We'll see what happens with Minnesota. I did lean their win total over, but I know you think it's a hard under for Minnesota that regression is certainly coming. We got to take a break here, but when we return for hour two, Michael, it is time for no way or no doubt with some of the notable headlines going on around the league. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.